This is Plus Money Golf on the Patriot Sports Network, a golf betting podcast that's better than most. What he said. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. And now, here are your hosts, Adam, Smitty, and Eric. Good morning. Welcome to Plus Money Golf on the Patriot Sports Network, the show with the pro and the caddy. That would be Adam and Smitty. My name is Eric. I'm just the host. New format today and going forward, we'll do top 20 and within that top 10s, then these guys will tell us who's actually going to win this thing. We'll hit some props and be out the door in 45 minutes front to back. That counts the time it takes to say all this shit. The Memorial. Billy Horschel cruised to a victory last weekend at Jack's Place. He headed into Sunday with a comfortable five-shot lead. Horschel's had a lead going into Sunday five times before, but never with a cushion like that. The second biggest Sunday lead in tournament history, actually. Tiger back in 01 went into final round with a six-shot lead, and Rom did it last year, but that's it. Anyway, I'm not the golf guy. These are the golf guys. Adam, what did you think of this event? Uh, I thought it was a good event. It, uh, for some reason, I thought Horschel was gonna trip coming down the line but man that dude just stepped on it and then he makes eagle on that par five and just like sealed the tournament the guy who he was playing with i can't remember who he was playing with but i thought for sure that dude was gonna eagle the hole and it was gonna be like a one shot going into two or three holes left but yeah it was not a it was a good tournament for billy it's kind of a week late i picked him the week before to win but uh better late than never i guess for him so it was a good tournament. I mean, the course looked awesome. It it played just like Jack wanted it to. So I thought all in all, it was a great tournament. Some guys that hadn't played well all season kind of come out that Charles Howell with that top 20, which is good for him, um, getting stronger as the weeks go on. So, Hey, Smitty, you were all over the top 20s, speaking of those. Uh, what did you think of this tournament? How'd those go? The tournament itself was a lot of fun to watch. There was a lot of uh, there were a lot of changes from round to round that I thought was um, really intriguing. You know, like you saw, I was really excited day one when when uh, Zelatoris, you know, shot a what he shoot a he shot a uh, sixty eight the first day, and I was super pumped. I'm like, yeah, here we go, you know, because then Rory was right there too, and even Corey Connors, or, you know, Connors was there at a sixty nine the first day, and it was fu- it was really fun. I was like, wow, I actually kind of seems smart here. And then day two hits and things kind of plummet there a little bit. But then then Saturday rolls around and Sunday rolls around and those guys kind of picked it all back up again and started climbing the ladder. Um, so that was a lot. I mean, it was entertaining golf, you know, and um, guys that we had even talked about, like even Max Homa finishing in the top five was pretty big and his, his round that he shot, you know, going um, his last two rounds, you know, going 70, 69 and him, him being able to, to do some things. But, you know, in the end, like Horschel just kind of pulled away there and he had a healthy lead and he was able to stick with it that way. And, um, things just worked out, but defending champ, you know, Patrick Cantley, baby, like climbed the ladder there, um, throughout the weekend, just kept just inching his way back up and ends up, ends up in a, in a, in a T3 there. So, you know, all in all pretty, pretty good weekend. Um, yeah, cashing those top 20 bets, man. If, if guys, I'm telling you, that's where the money's at. Um, Adam has been saying that too. If you can cash in those top 20s and you can really find those guys and, and hit some hit some good money. So, Yeah, it's taken me four episodes to learn that. Top 20s are where it's at. You know, sprinkle the winners, but that's where, you, that's where you're going to make profits over time is the top 20s and the top 10s. This week we got St. George's 
Golf and Country Club for the Canadian Open. This looks like a beautiful place. But before we get to that, I feel like we have to touch on the uh, all the live news. What What is going on, boys? Who's all going? How much are they getting paid? They're getting paid a lot of money. Holy balls, man. I mean, I don't even know how else to say it. Like, those dudes are getting paid to go over there and play. So it's really hard for guys not to go play. Like, I understand. Um, I actually understand some of these guys and why they're doing it, you know. I mean, you look at DJ. Hasn't been playing the greatest golf on the on the PGA Tour. And, you know, Liv comes out and be like, hey, what, what's he getting? Like, 125 mil? So... He's like, really? All I got to do is come over there and I'm just going to make 125 mil? Okay. And then you look at the field and he's got to be feeling pretty good about himself, right? Yeah. I mean, if if you look at the players, it's like guys that have flirted with cut lines. Maybe not. Maybe they've had a top 10 or maybe they had a win or they haven't won in five, six years. And it's like, okay, you're going to pay me to come over here. I've got a chance to cash a check every week, not stress. I can play bad and still make 150K. Like, Okay, yeah, if it only works for eight events and you get last place, just that's pretty good money for some of these guys that, you know, like Poulter's got a ton of money. Westwood's got a ton of money. It's like almost gravy. And the way I look, talk to a guy today and I was like, if you look at it, it's these guys that are on the edge of they can't make cuts, but they're still not ready to go to the senior tour. They're a few years away. Why not? pick up some easy money and maybe they don't want to play senior tour. Maybe they're just like, you know, that's not for me. And the senior tour did come out and say, if you play, you've got a lifetime ban, which I don't know how they're going to come up with that legally. But I think if you look at the list of players, it's guys that are have money, have won before uh, just looking for some, for some free money. And, and the USGA said today that they're not, they're not going to change the rules in one day that these guys can't play if they're already qualified. Then they said through 25 before they're actually going to make a decision. They want to see if this thing's going to last or if it's even going to work. Cause if it flops after a year, like, you know, the USFL, like what are the, you know, then it's just going to be back to normal. So easiest 125 mil DJ ever made. If it flops in a year. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be interesting to see if it's like, 125 mil per year or if it's like a four-year contract or three-year or whatever because at some point they i don't think that the saudis want to make money it's more of a trying to save face like look good to the public type of deal i think they're doing a pretty good job with, with trying to look good because i mean yes like you said some of these guys are kind of you know filtering their way out and they're, they're not playing at a very high level on the PGA tour, but they're guys that have won in the past. I mean, you look at some of these names, right. And even in the, in the present as well, like who've been playing well, you know, but you look at Dustin Johnson, you look at, at Oosthuizen, you look at Gooch, your boy, your boy, Eric Gooch. And then um, you got Sergio, you got Sergio, you got Kevin Na, you know, you got, you got Poulter, like you said. You got Phil. You got Westwood. I mean, you got all these guys. Even even somebody like Brandon Grace. Like people know who Brandon Grace is. You know, it's like Graham McDowell is there and stuff. I mean, th- there's names that everyone's going to be able to recognize right from the get go. And I feel like it's a step up from something like you said with the USFL because you're gonna know these names. So I think they're in a really good starting spot, and I could see it. I'm excited to see it. I'm. I could see it going, you know, taking off and and being something 
competitive and definitely entertaining and worth watching. I mean, if I look at the list that I'm Taylor Gooch contemplating going and I'm like, uh, I've beat all these guys recently. Like I'm definitely going, that's what I got to beat Louis Oosthuizen. Okay. If you look at the odds, DJ's the favorite, like how do you say he's a favorite just because he's getting paid the most money? Like if you look at the top 20 players in that list, he hasn't been playing the best of all those guys. You'd almost have to say Taylor Gooch or, uh, uh, Poulter have been playing better this season than he has. Yeah, the reason he's the biggest favorite right now, almost by double when it comes to the odds, is simply because of his name and what he's done in the past. It's, it has nothing really to do with what he's doing presently. It's just, a, I don't know, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. As a, an outsider, a regular civilian, here's how my thought process went. Phil's washed up, so obviously DJ's going to run away with this thing. That was that was my entire handicap. And now I'm learning we're going Gooch, <laughs> which is way better. <laughs> Taylor Gooch fan club over here. How starstruck Absolutely. would Eric be if we got Taylor Gooch to come on the show? Yeah, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. If we call him to win this week and he wins by five, I mean, we've got to like send him the show to be like, hey, this is your fan club, dude. You got to come on. Yeah, come on. <laughs> we'll have to come up with a nickname for ourselves, Goocher, Gooch somethings. I feel like you could go a lot of different ways with his last name. Something clever. <laughs> yep. I was going to, I had some, I, tre- I kept flipping through pages trying to find something I could say out loud. Couldn't do it. Anyway, uh, we're going to St. George's up in Toronto, eh? Hey, buddy. Uh, for some golf, Stanley Thompson's masterfully designed course, it says here, has truly stood the test of time. Looking at pictures, this place looks awesome. Um, listening to people talk about it and reading about it, it's a bit of a lull in the golf schedule. This doesn't seem to be uh, anybody's favorite tournament. Um, a lot of the updates I got about the Canadian Open are the U.S. Open's next week, so we got that going for us. But there's a guy who's going to win this tournament, and I'm going to have my 10 bucks on him. And that's why we're here. Top 20s. What kind of traits are we looking for in a guy to potentially do well here at St. George? And can you tell us a little bit about the course? Yeah, I looked at the course map. It's a cool looking course. It's got, looks like a second shot type of course. A lot of mounding around the greens. Uh, And it also looked like somebody that drives the ball well. And as I was just watching golf today, they were talking about you know, Rory could be a favorite with as good as he's been driving the ball this year. This could be right in his wheelhouse for a warm-up win headed into next week, which is going to be a similar ball strikers course. Uh, but yeah, the course looks phenomenal, I, at least on the pictures. But as I looked down the list of players, I mean, some guys stood out to me just because of the way the second shots look from the pictures, like going into the greens. And I was like, man, some of these holes look like courses that we've played this year or courses that are coming up or events that have happened recently where it just looked like a might fit some guy's game that I've watched. So it's cool. It's a, it's a course that, you know, um, kind of plays up and down, up and down and kind of across like different valleys. Right. And uh, a lot of uneven lies and everything that guys are going to see and um, some super thick rough and, some pretty sloped greens, I would say. And, um, aren't the greens are new too. I think I saw, I think I read within the last eight years, maybe, 
Um, cause there was some sort of storm that happened or something that they had to like change the entire landscape of all the greens or something. Um, I was just reading like some sort of history on the, on the course and it, it said something about that, um, which was kind of interesting because, um, it hasn't been played right in this since like 2010. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 10 was the last time they had one here and I don't think anybody won that had played. So yeah, I don't think so. We've got previous winners in the field, Johnny Vegas and Rory, but not at this facility. But Rory kind of tore it up last, uh, you know, I guess he's the defending champ in in 19 because they haven't, they weren't able to have it in 20 and 21, but at at Hamilton, like Rory, didn't he shoot like a nine under like 60, 61 um, in the final round? Yeah. Torch. Yeah. He torched the course coming off. I think it was a bad week too. So we're kind of looking at a similar situation here. I don't know if these played that much here or if maybe they went to Brookline and played Monday and they're coming back and playing here or what, but I could see a lot of these guys that probably took a trip to Brookline Monday and played after Memorial and then jetted mm-hmm. up there. So they probably maybe only played once or twice. So it could be one of those events where we see low scores in round two and three and not so much in round one. Yeah. I mean, not a, not an overly long course either. They're, it's playing like right at 7,000 yards. So yeah, that brings a lot of guys into it when you got a shorter course and guys who are accurate. And like you were saying, second shot, second shot course type thing. Like it looks super brutal. If you miss the greens, like it looked like some of the mounting was way higher than the surfaces. So if you're looking at that, and you're looking at guys like Fitzpatrick who lead in short game and, Rory's kind of been hit or miss, but I feel like he's coming back a little bit. I don't know. I mean, I kind of liked Varner, too, just the way he – I mean, he did melt down a week ago, but uh, I feel like he's trying to redeem himself at some point in the next few rounds. Rory and I I are kind of feuding right now. He pissed me off on Saturday and Sunday last week. I feel like he was primed to to win and – I don't know what the hell he was doing. Maybe just drop him down to your top 20 tier, and then as he plays better, you can bump him to a 10 and then move <laughs> yeah, him back into yeah, position. He's going to have to, he's gonna have yeah. to show yeah, he's me. On, yeah. He's on double secret <laughs> probation. <Yeah. laughs> I know, I'm still back in Rory based on his last nine holes at Augusta. I mean, it, I keep thinking he's going to win. Every, last week, I felt real good about yeah, it. Yeah, I did too. And I, as I looked at the odds like this week, it's like you have – this is almost a week where a top 20 is going to be some of your like guys that you've never heard of or dark horses. Cause the top 50 guys were like all in minus money. And yeah. it was like, dude, I mean, somebody's got to pay. Yeah. It's like everybody was that you would want to put in a top 20 is that negative money. So I, my list is all newcomers, guys that are hungry, guys that are coming out of college. So is there going to be a number of guys who sit this one out in preparation for the U.S. Open, too? Yeah, I think some of them are maybe playing this week. Like uh, JT making the old like Tiger schedule where you play the week before just to get your competitive edge back, where it's like a chill layback tournament. You know, you're chilling in Canada. It's not like a major or a WGC event. It's like a golf sparring session. Yeah, it's pretty just a hangout spot. So I, I like... You know, some of these guys that have had the last week off, maybe, to come in and play well. So who are we looking at? What kind of, we want 
We want somebody who's going to smack the shit out of the ball again this week. Uh, short game, short game guys. Uh, I mean, it's not going to be, I don't think it's going to be a bombers course, but a guy that's good off the tee. Yeah. I think it's, you're looking at guys who are going to be able to keep the ball on fairways, hit greens, keep it in play, always having a shot. You know, those guys that have the tendency to get a little crazy off the tee and are going to maybe have some issues because like we said, you know, there's there's a lot of trouble out there once it once you get off the fairways and everything, and even on the fairways, you know, with the uneven lies and everything, like you got to be pretty pretty pinpoint accuracy to hit these greens and stuff too. I think so. Yeah, I have a noob question: Can a guy be a bomber but not good off the tee? And what does that mean? Uh, like DJ or John Rom <laughs> or Phil or Tiger at points. Yeah, you can spray it. And there's guys that can spray it that have the strength to get it out, like DJ Rory. Uh, Kepka is strong enough to get it out of the. But rock. I feel like at t- like if you're doing that for an entire weekend, though, I mean that's just that's a lot to ask. It's that's tough. The only time I've seen it happen is when Ty- was it last time Tiger won at the Masters when he didn't hit a fairway like for nine holes. He was just in the rough every tee shot and still managed to shoot under par. Yeah, which is amazing. Like it that's it's so grueling. I mean, think about even myself like just being an amateur golfer like, man, it's like, oh, I'm in the rough again. Like that's a mental that's a mental thing to have to deal with. It's like, man, I can't hit a fairway right now. The short I feel like the shorter courses you can get away with it cuz if you can hit it long enough to get in that rough, maybe up around the greens where it's trampled down where you maybe get like a better liar. I think that's probably a good spot, but some of these old style courses, you can't just overpower them. You got to use precision, which you know. I mean, guys like like uh, Johnny Vegas and Tony Finau that can hit their seven iron like two ten. Like they're going to just be whipping this course around if they can keep it in play. Yes, sir. All right. Well, let's start putting some pen to paper and write some names down and make some money, boys. Top twenty, Smitty. Who do you like? You know, in the top twenty, you know, Adam was saying saying this was this was tough, and uh, you know, obviously, if you can find some guys w- to get some plus money here, you know, where you know you're you're talking, um, the 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 top ten guys that are as far as being favored for this, I mean, you you're looking at you're looking at uh, having to put up some money, you know, um. But I have I have uh, Corey Connors actually as a top twenty. I mean he's a Canadian. Um, he's been playing pretty well as of late, and uh, you know he's a guy that uh, puts a lot of stock into this. You know being a Canadian, I feel like he's putting a little pressure on himself. Now I know I know that Canadians not haven't necessarily done great um, when you look at the history of this. I mean I think it's been since like 1954 that a Canadian has won um, the the Canadian Open, but um, I think it's kind of like around. This is this is in his wheelhouse wheelhouse right now, just with his ability, you know, especially as of late, to just kind of score on the golf courses. Although he pissed me off last weekend, ultimately, like he played pretty damn well. Um, so I think I have I've, he's the only guy there where I have Connors uh, minus one ten top twenty. Um, a guy that Adam actually just mentioned um, at plus two twenty five, I have Johnny Vegas top twenty. Um, I like him. Um, another guy that. You know, he was my pick last week too to to be the first round leader, and he he almost did it, man. 
<laughs> he was looking pretty good. But I like I like Vegas. I mean, you know, he he's a guy that uh, has traditionally done well in the Canadian Open, not at this specific course, but he has played well in this in this event. Um, so I, I look at him uh, being uh, being somewhere in the mix there in the top twenty. Then I'm looking at a couple a couple uh, long shots or longer shots, I guess. Um, I have uh, another another Canadian. Love those. Was uh, Adam Svensson uh, plus five hundred. And then uh, five to one, buddy. <laughs> and I have uh, some something I I, I thought I, I another guy that I don't think maybe a lot of people know about either is uh, David Lipsky. I have him plus three hundred. Another guy that I was I was looking at and just hasn't played a whole lot and feel like he might be you know this is another another guy that might be playing to kind of get himself warmed up for next week uh, and, and like I said hasn't played a whole lot so he's well rested ready to go is uh, Justin Rose at plus two fifty to finish in the top twenty. I did have a bonus guy with uh, Patrick Reed at plus one sixty as well another guy who might be coming into his own here um, just in time for the U.S. Open. Yeah, he's been playing well of late. We cashed a nice top mm-hmm. 20 on him a couple weeks ago. Patrick oh, Reed. Yeah. And Smitty won't tell you this, but if it wasn't for the DQ, he would have swept the top 20 last week. So we got Corey Connors minus 110, Johnny Vegas plus 225, some dude named Svensson plus 500, Lipsky plus 300, Rose plus 250, and our favorite guy, Patty Reed, plus 160. I like those. Adam, what does your list look like? I'm thinking about taking Corey Connors to win this thing. Yeah, so my top five, I kind of, some of his top 20, or my, sorry, my top 20, his top 20 guys, I had more in top 10, just feeling better with some of these guys training. Yep. But my top five this week, I had newcomer uh, NCAA player of the year from OU, Chris Goddard up at plus 1100. When I looked at the course overview, like some of the approach shots just seemed like what they were doing at the NCAA and he was firing at the stick. So I thought, man, this is probably a course that might fit his eye a little bit. Um, and then I had Max McGreevy at plus 1400. Oh, that makes me feel good about my 400 to one ticket. He's been trending a little bit, playing a little better. He, I think the last time I picked him, he got 22nd or 23rd. So, um, and then my clutch top 20 player, P. Reed, he's just been uh, at plus 160. He's just been solid gold for me. I can't. He's about to bump to the top 10 if he keeps playing like this. My fourth guy was Mike Weir at plus 1400. He's been playing senior tour a little bit and been playing good. And I feel like in Canada, he's just chill. You know, he's senior tour guy, no pressure. Uh, he might maybe pull through for a top 20. And then my last guy was Patrick Rogers at plus 500. He's been playing better and better each week. And I felt like I kind of had a toss up between him and Johnny Vegas, but I figured he's probably a little better. So I I went with him. A couple of my normal guys like Fitzpatrick kind of let me down last week. So I bumped him off the list, but I did have one extra that I'm going to put on there as my sixth guy. And that's Josh Creel. He's a, Played the Canadian tour, so he may have been here. I'm not 100% sure, but he went to UCO and Edmund. He was actually in college the same time I was there, and he's played very few tournaments this year, but he's played pretty decent every time. So he's there with a bunch of buddies that he plays with all the time back home. He might might sneak in there for a top 20. So a little bit of comfort, a little bit of comfort there. 
Yeah. I wasn't fast enough with the pen to get the odds, so why don't you recite your list with the odds? Uh, Goddard ups at plus eleven hundred. Okay. McGreevy's at plus fourteen hundred. You hit one of these. We're in the profits. Yeah. P. Reed's at plus one sixty. Mike Weir's at plus fourteen hundred. Patrick Rogers at plus five hundred. Beautiful. Then I had Josh Creel at fourteen hundred, but. Yeah, yeah. It's an in case of emergency break glass. If you hate Patrick Reed, just swap him in there. We'll just give you guys a Patrick Reed alternate every time we give you Reed. I've got to have that alternate pick in my P. Reed top five because people just refuse to bet on the guy, even though he's <laughs> cashed out for me every event. And I'm going to make sure to tell him that when I see him. If I go to the John Deere and I see him there, I'm going to make sure to mention that. Hey, buddy, thanks for playing well this season. Hell yeah. I don't care if you're stomping on Girl Scout cookies at the stand on Saturday. As long as you're out here on Sunday winning me money, we're good. Let's get to the top tens then. Adam, you got a list. Yeah, I had uh, Tony Finau at plus 250. I had uh, Johnny Vegas at plus 550. Just because he's two-time winner here. One back-to-back in 16 and 17. I feel like he loves Canada. Uh, Justin Rose at plus 650. Harry Higgs at plus 1,800, just because I like that dude's style. He's like your drunk buddy at the golf course. It just like rolls up two minutes before the tee time. Like he's just got chill to him. And then uh, my fifth guy, I'll probably butcher the name, but Sahith Talagala. Yeah, that, yeah. Sorry, buddy. If you're listening, sorry, man. Sorry, Sahith. At plus 550. (laughs) Yeah, you could write ST. As long as he pays me five and a half times my money, I'll pronounce it any way Sahith would like. Smitty, what kind of names you got? Um, I, I again, Corey, I have Corey Connors on there plus two hundred, top ten. I think, I, you know, I think he's just primed to play well, and you know, he can't screw me two two weeks in a row, can he? By getting in the top ten, um, but uh, he probably can. Um, nope. But I just, I just feel like I don't, like I don't know if he's gonna win. I, I don't, but I, I feel like he's playing good enough golf to win, and I feel like, uh, like you'll see, he's in my trifecta here a little bit, just because. I know Adam is not not high on him this week, as far as well he's what he said so far. But uh, I have I do have Fitzpatrick there at plus one fifty. Um, it's not not great odds, you know, but I, I feel like uh, he he's primed to play well um, this weekend. And then um, I do also have Sam Burns again at plus one fifty. His track record of playing well after after a victory for for the foreseeable future has been has been pretty solid. So I think that. Uh, He's he's another another uh, bet there again. Not great odds, but still plus money. You know, like um, and then I have Sahith Thigala. That's kind of how I pronounce it. Is Sahith Thigala? I don't know. At plus five fifty, um, he 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 played well last week, and he uh, he's got in in twenty twenty two. He's got three top tens, and he's got a t- he's got a he's got one top three. So I mean, he's playing good golf this year, and some a lot of things I've been reading about him is that. He's just a, a star in the making, and he's he's got a chance here to you know become a real uh, the real deal in the PGA. And then my fifth guy I have is uh, Brennan Todd at plus six fifty. What what caught my eye with him is, is uh, he is plus, he is a uh, fifth in driving accuracy this season. He's a guy that is kind of a streaky player, um, kind of plays well in bunches, and he's starting to play pretty solid right now. And I think that. This might be his time. If you looked at him in the past, that you know he's had like a month or two where he plays just really, really good golf, and I, maybe he's kind of coming into his own right now. So I like that at plus six fifty. Why the hell not, right? So that rounds out my my yeah, top yeah. ten there. 
I like these. I like these big numbers. When they show them on TV, I get Tagali and Tony Fina kind of mixed up. They look very similar on t- t- camera. Like their swings are similar, same equipment. And I'm like, man, this. I get those guys mixed up sometimes. Sebastian Munoz, our guy, is only plus 350 top 10. I haven't heard anybody mention Sebastian this week. This must not be his kind of course. And nobody, surprisingly, nobody picked Scotty Scheffler. Well, for I mean, a top 10. but he's minus 150. Like, why are we betting on that? I feel like he's sliding a little bit. This isn't called lay the juice golf. Right. This isn't pay taxes yeah. golf. This is plus money three times, <laughs> 18 times my money golf. <laughs> I hope some of Adam's hit, man. If some of some of Adam's like top twenties and top tens that he has like are really nice. Like I hope I hope one of those plus fourteen hundreds in the top twenty and like his Higgs plus eighteen hundred, that would be uh that would be pretty legit. If one of those guys hit, I'll track down their phone number and call them personally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is that is literally recorded right now. So if that happens, so we're holding you to that. Kay. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I know how to get a hold of them because I know where they hang out. We need to just go hang out at where they hang out for a show one time. It's like, oh look, look who's here. Let's have these guys come on over here for a second. Yeah, dude. All of these guys play in the played in the Oklahoma Open last year, and I just watched them hit balls, and I was like, dude, these guys are on a whole nother level. Like, it's insane how hard and how far they hit the ball. It's crazy what those guys can do when there's no not the pressure of a tournament on them. Yeah. I think McGreevy shot – I'd have to look it up, but I think he shot like 65-64 back-to-back at the Oklahoma Open last year. Was in a cart. They played in like three hours with two other guys that shot sub-66 rounds. It was stupid. And I, I talked to the guy, and he goes – I said, well, how'd they play? And he said, well, if you would have watched it, you, you would have thought there's no way he shot that low of a score because he probably missed five putts inside six feet. Oh, wow. Jeez. Some guys just... That's absurd. You feel it, man. You feel it and everything absurd. drops. Yeah. All right. I'm going to click on winner now. I'm going to click on the winner tab. Oh, we got some little numbers here. JT's plus 700. Scotty Shuffler plus 700. Rory plus 800. Yeah. I think we're going to scroll down. Corey Connors plus 2,200. I like that. That's where I'm going, I mm-hmm. think. How are you guys feeling? Smitty, why don't you give us your winners first? All right. Well, um, again, like I said, the trifecta is a, is is in effect here with uh, Corey Connors at plus 2,200. Um, just rolling with the Canadian this weekend, you know. Let's see what he can do. Um, and then uh, I do have uh, Fitzpatrick at plus 1,600. I just I always keep coming for for some reason I know I know Adam you're the other way on him this weekend but uh I for some reason I always just keep coming back to him I feel like he's going to play well this weekend so one of us will be right right so <laughs> um yeah I mean yeah. he's got the short game statistically to do well here it's just I felt like last week he just kind of and the week before he kind of just wasn't present so I don't know if he's still burned out from yeah I don't know but I I mean like you said, he has a short game to play really well here. Um, I have, uh, I also have, I don't didn't have him. I he was right there with my with my you know in my top ten, but just not a, not enough, I guess. Like, but um, I have Shane Lowry at plus sixteen hundred. Um, he hasn't missed a cut in in twenty two. I might be a week early, maybe on this. I think he's gonna play play well next week, but 
um, he he's contended a lot. You know, I mean, he's got two top three finishes as well this year. So I mean, he he's playing some really good golf, and he's he's primed to win one of these weeks coming up, isn't he? I feel like it isn't he? anyway. And then I have a I had I did pick a, a fourth guy. I have a long shot um, of Sahith Thigala, however you say it, right? Plus sixty five hundred. Well, now I gotta bet it. So at, at that at those odds, and mm-hmm. you know, I I've just I've read a bunch of things about him as of late, all over the place about him just as a star in the making. And hey, what the hell? Maybe he comes out of his shell here a little bit uh, in Canada and just shocks everybody. Hell yeah! And we'll never shut up about how we were on Sahith <laughs> for the Canadian Open. Adam, what do you got? Who's gonna win this thing? Uh, I've got guys that are kind of on a roll. Uh, I had three and then I just drew a blank. So I reached out to one of my buddies, Bill Mock, to see uh, who he thought might be hot picks. I picked JT at plus 700, Rory at plus 800, just because I feel like those two guys are firing right now. And then I picked uh, Sam Burns at 1600. And then my two picks from Bill were uh, Cam Smith at uh, plus 1000. And Corey Connors at plus twenty two hundred. So, I feel like Corey Connors, if he wins this thing, it's he, gonna he's, it's this. Break that's the why bank. it's a big deal for him because he's he's a really good golfer. I mean, he really is. And if he can win in a, in Canada, that's that's gonna be historic for him. He's been playing great too. Like yep. the last three four events, he's been right there in the mix. So yeah, I, I like that. I mean, I did put Scotty down for an alternate if somebody didn't like think Rory or JT could close the job this week, but at plus 700, but I just feel like after watching him play the last event, like, so a, a friend of mine that I, that I, that I was talking to, he said, you know, wouldn't it make sense to, when you're, you're betting before the tournament for your outrights to just start looking at making sure that it's at least up at least over a plus a thousand. Um, and then you can always jump in live bet and on these guys who are, quote unquote favorite to win it and still get pretty good odds too, you know? So, um, I thought that that was a really good point that he brought up. So, um, that was a, that was a big reason why I didn't go to, to any of those guys. But I mean, that they're, I feel like you could probably still, if they're winning, um, midway through here that you could still jump on and get some pretty good odds for them, um, sometime during the, during the tournament. Um, and I couldn't, I couldn't bet Rory, like I said, to win because him and I are fighting right now. So like Scotty and JT both won a long shots. Everyone else has been, relatively not long odds except maybe Horschel last week but I feel like those bets are just kind of like almost your first round leader bets where it's just a shot in the dark and you know your top 10 and top 20 are the meat of your where you're putting most of your money that's what you should be doing anyways if you're relying on your outright bets man like it's like playing roulette and you're playing the top 10s and 20s you're playing color and the wins and First round leaders are betting a specific that's number. That's a fantastic like, analogy. It's pretty much what it's comparable to. But like a snake. That's kind of how I do NFL props. I hit one big one, and that feeds me for a while to lose 20 little ones, and then I'll hit one big one. It's a tough way to live. It's a tough way to live. It's better to just profit each week with these top 20s. All right, uh, we got some props. Do you see any props you guys like before we uh, close things out? Round one leaders, for th- uh, everybody else can have those. Yeah, I saw one that kind of stood out, which was Sam, uh, Cam Smith, Sam Burns, and Varner uh, on a triple bet for plus four fifty, because that gives you on a five dollar bet that gives you three guys 
that you might have picked as favorites to win, but I mean, it could pay off uh, if one of those three, but I mean, other than that, it wasn't like Scotty, JT, or Rory. Like the rest of the mixes were really crazy. Yeah, they always throw one guy in there who's going to screw you. But if you were going to bet on Connors across the board for 2010 and win, there's a good Connors Adam Hadwin Canadian bet at plus 1400. I like it. Yeah. Well, I got a whole page of winners here. Hey, Adam, by the way, you got a spreadsheet over there. Uh, if I was betting $5 on everything you guys told me to bet so far, what would my financial outlook be? So if you would have bet $5 on our five picks for every event since the PGA, so let's just say four events, PGA, Charles Schwab, Jack's tournament, and this one, just the last three events, you would be at about net 3000 I like that. I like that. So if you're betting 100 bucks a week, which is what I usually put down for $100 worth of bets, that's a PGA Championship, you net 1000 Charles Schwab, you net 550 or 525 and Jack's tournament last week, you net 600 Fucking Scrooge McDuck time. We're just swimming in it. This is beautiful. Of course, the Masters paid off like huge. I'm, yeah. I didn't have that down on my spreadsheet, but that probably would have page you if you would have picked those guys and the ones i picked you're looking at two to three grand just on that one event i recall the masters being a profitable weekend for yours truly <laughs> all right yeah scotty scheffler was a plus 1800 to win yeah it's not too shabby <laughs> yes he was and when he did all right nothing left now but to cash the tickets watch the golf make the money thank you adam thank you smitty for all of your hard work Thank you, people, for listening. We truly do appreciate it. If you like this show, help us grow. Please giving, please consider giving us a five-star review on Apple, Google, or whatever platform you're using. It seriously helps. It's not like a vote that barely matters. Reviews make the graph go way up to the moon. And uh, it's actually happening. Or you could tell one person, hey, I found this great golf podcast. You should check it out. That kind of thing does wonders for us as well. You can find Adam at AC Miller PGA on the Twitter. He's got the PGA right in the name, so you know he's legit. Smitty on Twitter is CSmith8 with an F, and you can follow this show, PSR Golf, on Twitter and Plus Money Golf on Instagram, all one word. We got a Facebook group up and running now. Just search Plus Money Golf over there and join the conversation. We're winning money, as you just heard. All right. Best of luck with your butts this weekend. We'll see you back here next week. Same time, same golf podcast. Adam, say something cool that golfers say. It's all in the hips. Thanks for listening to Plus Money Golf. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, keep up with the show on Facebook and Instagram at Plus Money Golf and on Twitter at PSR Golf. Until next time.